Hello, folks, and welcome to another Lightroom tutorial podcast. I'm George Jardine, Pro Photography Evangelist of Adobe Systems. In this tutorial, we're going to take a look at a couple of very basic features for synchronizing raw processing settings from one photo across your entire shoot. And we're going to start here in the library. This is a series of exposures I made out on Highway 128, right where it meets the Pacific Ocean, just south of Mendocino. All of these exposures were made from more or less the same position, with the same lens, and they were all made with the camera set to aperture priority. So, as I flip through them in loop view, you can see that the exposures are all fairly consistent. Okay, now just so that you know I don't have anything up my sleeve, let's be sure all these photos are set to their defaults. And we can do that right here in the grid mode. First, I'll just select all the pictures with Command A. Now, over here in our Quick Develop panel, we've got a Reset button that's labeled Reset All. When in grid mode, clicking this button resets all the selected pictures back to their defaults. It doesn't matter what settings might have been applied in Camera Raw or wherever else. Clicking this button takes them back to the Lightroom defaults for this file type. And now, just to illustrate a very important behavior, I'm going to take all these selected photos and just take them out into left field somewhere. Just for fun, let's use saturation. Now, I'm going to hold down the Option key, which reveals the saturation control, instead of the vibrance control. And I'm just going to click to decrease the saturation about five times. Each time I click this button with two arrows, Lightroom moves the saturation down 20 points. So, five clicks will take them all the way down to minus 100. Okay, they're all fully desaturated now. The behavior that I want to point out is that in grid mode, everything you do in the library is automatically applied to all of the selected photos. But that behavior is a little different in the loop mode. Now, I can double-click any one of these photos to go into the loop mode. But before I do, let's just take a look at one other little interesting behavior. When we go into the loop mode, we don't want to lose our selection, right? So, with all these photos selected, I'm going to double-click this first photo. And note that I'm going to double-click inside of the picture area. This takes us into the loop mode as expected. And note down here in the film strip that all of our photos are still selected. Okay, I'm going to press the G key to go back to the grid for a minute. And the reason I wanted you to notice that I was clicking inside of the picture area is that there's a somewhat subtle behavior here that allows you to click on one photo and at the same time deselect all the other photos that are selected. And you do that by clicking out here in the gray area that surrounds the picture. So note that when I click out here in the slide border, photo number one stays selected but all the others are deselected. And the same goes for double-clicking. So if I have all these photos selected and double-click going into the loop mode, but I double-click outside of the picture area, then we'll jump into the loop mode as expected. But down here in the film strip, note that only photo number one is now selected. So that's all. It's a simple distinction, but it's one that I think might help you as you navigate around Lightroom. Okay, we're in the loop mode with just one photo selected. And guess what? Exactly the same behavior applies in the film strip. So if I want to select more photos down here, I can just shift click and now I have a bunch of photos selected. Note that the active photo, meaning the one we're looking at up here, has a slightly lighter colored border than the others down here in the film strip. And I can move that active status from photo to photo and maintain my selection just as long as I always remember to click inside the photo area.
so it's the same as in the grid. Clicking up here in the gray area that surrounds the photo deselects all the others. Okay, why so much effort about what's selected and what isn't? Well, because as we saw in the grid, when you have more than one photo selected, any change you make to stuff in the right-hand panels is instantly applied to all of the selected photos. But the same is not true when you're in loop mode. So just to demonstrate, I'm going to select all again by hitting Command-A, and then I'll just click our friend again, the Reset All button. You don't have to wait very long to figure out that it's only going to reset the active photo when I'm in loop mode. And the same is true if I now go up here and just do something crazy like jack the vibrance way up. Even though all the photos in the collection are selected, only the active photo is being affected. Now I know this is a crazy correction, but if I did want to take that correction and apply it to all the selected photos while I was here in loop mode, I could easily do that with the Sync Settings button, like this. I'll just click it, and I get a dialog that lets me pick and choose the settings I want to synchronize. In this case, I'll first turn everything off by clicking Check None, and then I'll just turn on my color adjustments by clicking this one checkbox right here, and then click Synchronize. Now this is not complicated, but it's important to listen carefully to the words. The Synchronize command is taking the color correction settings from the active photo, meaning this big one that you're looking at up here, which is also the one with the lighter colored border around it down here. And it's applying those color settings to all the other currently selected photos, whether you can see them in the film strip or not. Easy, huh? Okay, let's go back to the grid with the G key and reset everything once again. So we're back to square one. I hope by now you've figured out that reset all doesn't mean reset all of the selected photos. That depends upon the view you're in, which is what we've been talking about. Rather, reset all means reset all of the developed settings for either all of the selected photos if you're in the grid mode or for just the active photo if you're in the loop mode. So the all here refers to all of the developed settings, even those that don't have controls here in the quick develop panel. Not all that complicated really, but again, just a couple of those subtle little behaviors that I've been wanting to cover in a tutorial for quite some time. Next, we're going to move on to the Develop module and finish up the correction using the full set of controls. And before I hit the D key, I'm just going to click right here on this slide border to deselect everything except the first photo. And then D takes me to Develop. Okay, these are the default settings. And we don't need a lot of correction here, but I do want to juice things up a bit and tweak the white balance just a bit. Starting at the top with the temperature, if I move it just a little bit to the right, I can immediately see this is not helping matters at all. The additional warmth just kills off most of the interesting colors in the picture. So I'm going back the other way, slowly. Ah, uh, that's a lot better. And somewhere here about 3600 seems to be just what I'm looking for. And on the tint, going back and forth just a tiny bit tells me that making things more green doesn't help. And pushing it back the other way towards magenta doesn't help that much either. So. It seems that the auto white balance in the camera has yielded about plus 11 or 12 in the tint scale, and that was just about right, so we'll leave it there. Okay, on to exposure. Looking up here at my histogram, it's pretty obvious that I have plenty of headroom to brighten things up a bit, and I'm going to use exposure because exposure is giving me just a tiny bit more contrast in the sky than brightness would, and I don't want to overdo it here, so I'm just going to take it up to pop things up just a bit, here to about plus three quarters of a stop. Okay, what's next? 
Well, I know I need some saturation or vibrance, but I'm not exactly sure which one will look best. So let's start with vibrance. Okay, bringing that up to around plus 40 is interesting. Now, I want to compare that with what saturation might do for me. And I think the best way to do that is going to be in the before and after mode. Just clicking this icon right here takes me into before and after. And immediately, we're seeing where we started with the defaults in the before state. What I want to do is I want to store my current state up in that before state. And I'll do that by clicking this button right here. That sets both the before and after to exactly the same state. Now, I'll reset my vibrance to the default by simply double-clicking on the knob. And then I'll dial in my saturation. And again, somewhere around 40 is getting pretty interesting. Now, comparing these two on screen together in before and after mode is nice. But I'm not exactly seeing enough difference to make the call. So another way to look at this, now that I've got the vibrance correction stored in my before state, is to jump back out of the before and after mode by clicking the loop icon here or by pressing the D key again. And now I can toggle back and forth by using the backslash key. This is before using the vibrance control. And this is after with the saturation setting. Vibrance, saturation. Well, it's a tough call, but I'm going with saturation. It just looks a little nicer. Did I ever say this was a subjective process? <laughs> Seriously, all this is just to build up a set of basic corrections that we can apply to the rest of the shoot. So let's stop there. Okay, we've been working on just one photo here in Develop, right? And now we want to take all those settings and apply them across the rest. It's as simple as this. First, select all by hitting Command A, and then I'll click the Sync button right down here. That brings up the Sync dialog. And I'll just click Check All because I don't want to try and remember what all I've changed. And besides, it doesn't matter. I want all my settings synced across to the others. If I had adjusted my crop on this active image, I might want to turn this one off because the crop is probably something I'd want to adjust on a photo-by-photo -photo basis later. Oh, and one last thing. Before I click the Go button, it makes sense to double-check what you're doing. You're syncing from the active photo, right? Which is this one to the other selected photos. Don't mean to beat a dead horse on this one, but it's worth repeating. Now I'll click the sync button. And we see the changes rippling down the film strip. OK, that's just about it. But there is one last thing. Wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to use the sync dialog at all? I mean, it certainly has its place. But in some cases, you may just want all the selected photos to be affected by all your changes as you're making them. Not in every case, but sometimes. So let's do that. It's pretty easy. Just look down here at the Sync button and press your Command key on a Mac or the Control key on Windows. Note that the Sync button now says Auto Sync. Click it once and it sticks. Now, you really haven't synchronized anything by turning that on. But from now on, every change you make will automatically and instantly be applied to every selected photo. Cool, huh? Let's try it. OK, I've still got everything selected in my film strip. Let's just go up here and do something crazy like convert them all to grayscale. One click, and they're all converting. I don't even have to wait for them all to finish. If I hit undo, it rolls that change back across all the photos. And if I wanted to jack the color temperature way up like this and make them all really warm, that change just ripples across all the selected photos as well. So that's it. Fun and games with a synchronize command in Adobe Lightroom. Please feel free to send your comments and suggestions to me at georgej at adobe.com. And always remember rule number five.